Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is teaching us that all life is interconnected and interdependent. And um, ancient wisdom and spirituality has been teaching this for eons. Hold on one second. Um, I just sorry about that. Um, I'm gonna sorry. Got to turn off the phone, everyone. Uh, but yes, yeah, science has been teaching us that all life is interconnected, and for eons, spirituality and ancient wisdom has also been teaching us that all life is interconnected and inter. We're all one. So what you do to one person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's our show topic topic is still right here with Suzanne Giesman. This Suzanne has been with me for three. This is her third appearance on Awake to Oneness Radio. Welcome, Suzanne. To Thank you, Carolyn. Great to be back with you. Yes. And still right here is the title of your new book that you just released. So please, I know um, my normal listeners, my followers know who you are. <laughs> I talk about you all the time. But there might be some people tuning in for the first time. So if you can give a brief background on who you are, um, we would love that. Okay. Uh, you're making me laugh because the name of the show is Awake to Oneness. And more and more and more, I've been doing that. And I've been really working on getting rid of identifying with the story. So for me to sit here and run off a list of I am this, I am that, just gets me deeper into the story, which cracks me up because it's exactly what I'm trying not to do these days. But our stories are why we're here to live these stories for how they help us and help each other learn and grow. So here's my story. Yes. <laughs> the Suzanne story is that uh, I spent 20 years as a Navy officer, retired as a commander, and was a commanding officer in the Navy. And um, greatest honor was being aide to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. That's the highest ranking officer in the U.S. And then after I retired from the Navy, uh, set off sailing with my husband. We were just going to sail into the sunset, and we did that uh, until we got the news that Ty's daughter, Susan, had been struck and killed by lightning. And that literally took the wind out of our sails. We, we stopped sailing. We came back to the United States, and uh, I started really diving into the spiritual path to learn more about where Susan is now. And along the way, discovered that I can communicate with those on the other side. I know we all have that ability, but... Uh, I took my husband to a medium and the, the healing effects was that for, of that session was so great that I said, I'm going to write about mediumship. Once I discovered that I am a medium, that's become my whole life focus. Help bringing that healing to others that we receive from a medium, bringing the messages of the greater reality to people, helping people know, like the title of my new book, that our loved ones who have passed are still right here. Yes, 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 yes. And um, I actually, when I discovered you, I knew when I had you first on my show back in May of 2016 was the yeah. first time I knew 
that you were the medium that I wanted to have my session with to to connect with Kyle, my son who's on the other side. And it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's wonderful. But please, let's go get more into your new book. Please tell us more about that. Well, the reason I wanted to write this one, it, it came about by a bunch of kids on the other side. My Susan and the kids of three couples that we met through our children, we met through an organization called Helping Parents Heal. They brought us together and at a dinner party with three of the four couples, we just felt this connection with each other because when you've been through the death of a child, it changes you and you have instant understanding and bonding with other um, shining light parents, which is the term that we choose to use instead of bereaved parents. I love and it. So we, we felt this instant bond and having only met these other uh, two couples just a couple times, we said, let's go sailing together. Let's go charter a sailboat. And it was a crazy idea, but we made it happen and invited the fourth couple. So we have um, Irene and Tony Buvalides, Elizabeth and Cyril Boisson, who is, are, is the founder, co-founder of Helping Parents Heal, and Lynn and Jeff Hollihan, all Shining Lake parents with Pi and me. We, we went out sailing in the, in the British Virgin Islands for a week. And the book is about how our kids brought us together with flashbacks into their stories, the family's tragedies, but how we've all found joy and greater love in our lives now because we know that our kids are still right here. So it's, this book is for anybody who has a loved one on the other side, not just for parents, to show you that you don't have to remain stuck in your grief forever. That there is life after loss when you realize that the loss is a loss in the physical sense and we can't get them back. Once you get that through your head, then you say, okay, so I don't want to feel this grief forever. Once you realize your loved ones are still actively part of your life, that changes everything. And that's the theme throughout the book as as we discuss the signs and the synchronicities from our kids. I share actual verbatim uh, readings from that each of these couples has had. A group reading, two of them held on the boat when all of us were together. So, many, so much evidence that, that this is not just a nice thing to say, oh, they're still right here. It's fact. Right. Fact. Yes. Like we were, you, you and I were talking before we started and you, we know that Kyle is right here right now. Right now. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. And he has said before that he's my co-host. So, uh, yeah. he's always with me. Well, when, I said, yes. as, as you were just warming up, I said, Kyle, this show is called still right here. Give me something going on in your mom's life right now. So she knows you're right here. And he showed me you putting on a shirt backwards. And then I said backwards. And it felt kind of inside out too. And I thought that is a great piece of evidence. So yes. And I, I did, I did actually, it was a, a few on my birthday when I was getting ready to go. Cause I, my birthday was just a few days ago and I went away for the weekend and I was rushing to get ready. And I put on a, sh a shirt that was backwards and inside out. So it was both. <laughs> and I think it's great that Kyle chose a piece of evidence from your birthday. Because yes. one of the big messages that our loved ones, they're around when we think about them and they drop in on special occasions, especially like birthdays. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. 
Oh, <laughs> wonderful. So, yes, um, I have the honor of having, going to have Irene and Elizabeth on the sh show coming up in March. So, um, because Helping Parents Heal is going to have their first conference this year in April, and you're going to be one of the guest speakers. And I'm actually, I actually went to my first Helping Parents Heal meeting a few months ago, about December in New Excellent. York. Yeah, I, not, I, yeah. I, I love the group because they, they encourage an open discussion of the afterlife, of the signs that our kids send us. They, they welcome mediums and other people who, who have had experiences with the greater reality to share with other shining light parents uh, so that we don't remain stuck. Yes, yeah. that's so true. So kind of, can you give parents that, you know, maybe are really new to this or just, you know, or not just parents though, because sure. when still right here, it means all of our loved ones, whether it be our, our parents that, um, both my parents are on the other side. So our parents, our, our loved ones, our, our spouses, or, you know, whoever, our dear friends that are on the other side. So can you give um, just, um, encouragement to those that um, are, are new to this you know the yes and and I think that's why my background is the Navy commander I do find it worthwhile mentioning to people because if I had been hearing stories about the afterlife in the past I'm with my very left brain focus analytical logical left brain side I would have said well we can say there's a greater reality but that sounds like woo-woo stuff to me Right. And so for me, what has really changed my entire worldview is the evidence that those on the other side bring us. So if you really want to believe that your loved ones are here, ask them for a sign. And you can even ask for a specific sign. I know that many times your loved ones will put the sign that you need to ask for in your mind. You think it's your own thought, but they put it there because they know they can see just enough into like the next 24 hours to know what you're going to encounter. And it's yes, like sir. a setup. So you see it and it's like, wow, maybe they are here. And then the left brain says, no, I just made that up. It's a coincidence. But once you start down this path, it becomes kind of fun. The asking for signs, seeing the signs, noticing how they are very often just knocking on our heads and our doors to, to notice that they're around. Yes. This is true. And I, and I know for me, I, I stay more open and I, I know that I have a, I, when Kyle is driving, um, when I see a, a GMC, I know that's Kyle. That's his symbol for me. Um, when I see a car with GMC on it, because yeah. his car. Could I, yeah. could I just add to that? that yeah. My understanding of what happens there is, is Kyle grabs your awareness and it's like mom look there it's it's not that kyle's in the car or kyle put the car there it's that kyle's with you sees the car and it's kind of like mom look at that oh okay and i all the time so yeah. i know he's with me so much of the time and and mm -hmm. i i get you know because people when people find out that my son is on the other side they they go oh i'm so sorry and i say it's okay you know it's like i'm i'm almost consoling them because yeah. I'm so joyful because I do know he's not gone. I know he's yeah. still with me. So it, it, it brings such a peace. Yes. Yes. 
Now, I would like to share with you and, and the listeners some really hardcore evidence because the GMC is beautiful. That's your repetitive sign. But the, the left brain people would say that eh, we see GMCs all the time. You and I know it's more than that. But if I could share just like one story to, to show people that it goes way beyond just a butterfly that flies by. Yeah. Um, I want to use the story of uh, you may know. Colleen Smith, I've had her in some of my monthly webinars. Uh, her son, Austin, is on the other side. And I've, yes. I've given Colleen two readings. And the second reading, because in the first reading, he gave me all the standard evidence I like to hear in my readings, such as how did you pass? What kind of work did you do? What were you like when you were here? He had gotten all of that out of the way in the first reading. And it very accurately came through. So in the second reading on the anniversary of his passing, the one-year anniversary, he filled that reading with telling me things going on in his family's life now to show them that he's still right here. And they were just amazing. For example, he started off showing me a note card with a feather on the side of it. The feather was lying on its side. And I said, he's showing me, Mom, you're writing a card like that. She, she sent me a picture of it that day. She had written a note card and nothing was on the front of that card except one single feather laying on its side. And it was a thank you note she wrote to a woman who had been taking care of Austin's cat while they were out of town. So what does that tell us? That he knows she was doing that, that he knows it had to do with his cat. Then he went on to show me a bottle of Johnny Walker black whiskey or scotch, whatever it is. I don't drink it, but he showed me the bottle of Johnny Walker Black. He showed me the bottle was open, that it was in front of his mom and dad who were talking to me on Zoom like we are now, yes. and that they had toasted him with this. And they looked surprised. They said, we're looking at it. It's up on the bar in front of us. I couldn't tell they were looking at a bar. All I saw was the living room behind them. Yes. And they said, it's a bottle of Johnny Walker Black. We toasted him on his birthday with that bottle. So it's open. You want some more from Austin? Oh, yes. Austin. So, um, oh, I remember in their first reading, it was in person. They drove up in a red truck. So in this second reading, I wondered why Austin showed me that same red truck again. I said, I already know they have a red truck. And he said, yeah, but the oil needs changed. And I thought, oh, that's kind of funny. So I reported that. And his dad said, the oil change light just came on the truck yesterday and Austin was the one who always took care of it. <laughs> wow, wow. And then two more things, all current events in their lives, all things that I could not have known. Three more things. One, my lips got all tingly like they do when somebody on the other side has had a stroke. But Austin pointed away and now, now, now. I see like charades. And what he was showing me was his sister was having some kind of neurological problem. Now, now, now. And in fact, that week she had suffered a seizure. The first one ever, his sister. And here, Austin was a medical doctor. And he gave his mom all kinds of advice about, I know the doctor is saying this, but I want you to check that. Okay. Austin showed me that his medical jacket was still hanging on a hanger on a closet door in Colleen's house with a stethoscope hanging around the neck. And indeed it was, she sent me a picture of it later. And he, he told me she talks to the jacket and indeed she does. And I think the one that really got me the most in that session, well, they were all really awesome. 
he showed me a goldfish and I said, why are you showing me that? And I kind of zoomed out in my mind's eye and it was a goldfish in a plastic bag with water in it. Like you get in a pet store. I said, Austin silently, where was this and what was going on? We zoomed out and I saw pet smart in my mind's eye. And he said, my brother now, so I said, I believe Austin's telling me that his brother was just at a PetSmart and bought a goldfish. 100% accurate the day before the reading. Wow. So, so it's just so clear. Our loved ones are not gone. They've moved to a reality through this glass that we can't see through, but they see us and they drop in and they know what's going on in our lives. This is so true. Yes. It's interesting. You say, John, I don't know anything about alcohol, whiskey. I I drink, I have a glass of wine every now and then. But the one thing that my uh, neighbor, I have a neighbor that helps me out. I'm single. So he helps me with the snow and the grass. And and I get him every year for, for Christmas, Johnny Walker Black. That's all I know about Johnny Walker Black. (laughs) And it's like, okay, so I think it is whiskey. So, uh, but yeah, and actually Kyle liked that too. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle's saying right now that you don't drink it because you get, you're already hyper and you get absolutely silly immediately. He tells me, he tells me it is not the taste, it's what it does to you. He's saying this right now. <laughs> Kyle is giving out, telling too much of my business. But no, but no, that's absolutely true. I, I was told when I was a child, when I was a kid, I was always, I had this natural bubbliness. They feel you never need to drink. You're just naturally <laughs> This is so true. Oh, but I think, you know, I think what you do and what Helping Parents Heal is doing is is giving, is just, it's giving, it's so important that you don't want a parent or someone to spend the rest of their days grieving, you know, the loss when, when the person is right there and they feel that, they feel that grief, you know, so... I think yeah. it's so important. Yes. Yeah. And and so that leads me to wanting to explain that term shining light parent, because in the first year or so after the loss of, of anyone, we don't feel like the shining light. What happens is the light within us that can never go out. That's the light of oneness, the light that runs through all of us. But that light gets dim from our grief. And when we can't find that light within ourselves when we've lost all hope that's when our hope goes to the hope that our loved ones still exist and they become the shining light for us they're that that light that we grasp after that we search for answers so we can find them and then as we come to know that they haven't left us that they're still right here Yes. Our light comes back. And then when we get the signs and we know that they're here, then our light matches theirs again. And we become the shining light for those who are new on this journey. I think it's the most beautiful term. It's so much better than 10, 20 years after a physical loss saying, oh, I'm a bereaved parent or I'm a bereaved sibling or a bereaved spouse. That's like a sentence. You know? Mm, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I agree. Um, I actually, I, I've said to um, Elizabeth, uh, I never uh, called myself 
bereaved. I think I've said this to Elizabeth and Sherry. Uh, I've never used that term. And I had to look it up. I was like, okay. Because I knew, I knew what it meant. But I wanted to see what Webster said. And I'm like, and when I wet, read the Webster definition of it, it's like, never been. No. Never been a bereaved, yeah. you know. So I couldn't, I couldn't use that term, terminology for myself. And Kyle just said right now, he said that you've known from day one he was beside you. Yes. You're, yes. you're very rare. You and Elizabeth Boisson, uh, you know, it's, yes. it's, it's, yes. it's unusual for somebody to have that immediate knowing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I knew, I knew it was his soul choice. What helped me, too, I was reading Your Soul's Plan and Your Soul's Gift while he was his, the last month of his life. Those were the mm -hmm. books I was reading. So I knew when he transitioned, I knew that it was his soul's um, plan to leave. It was, it, it was, and, and he and I had a, that soul agreement. And knowing that, and knowing that he wasn't gone, knowing that, yeah. yeah. So, he, he just showed me an image, Carolyn, that don't say the title, but he showed me you actually threw out some books, kind of saying, this isn't right, this isn't true. I don't buy into that. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. There's things. Yeah. I, but I. I and I, but also, diversity is important in oneness too. Because I do. There are a lot of people in my surroundings that are very. Um, and I believe that everything about oneness is in the Bible. That I believe. Um, and love is all in the Bible, and it's all about. Um, Jesus said, "Love your neighbor as yourself." And yes. everybody is yourself. So that's all in the Bible. But I have some people that are very dogmatic around me. And I've had this long conversation, a very lovely long conversation with someone who um, has different I ideology about oneness. And I believe that it's good to allow everyone to express what is true in their heart. Yes, so right. That's that, right. That I feel is important. So you, even... You even if I don't buy into it, I, I, I give people the space to let, to live their truth. Yeah. Yes. You, you just said it's good to do this or that. And you, that word good triggered in my mind, um, a phrase I was given by my guides this morning. And I, I have these guides named Sanaya. I know you've witnessed me channeling them from time to time. And this morning they gave us a phrase of the day, which is so relevant to what you just said. It's to, see the good and not the should in each other. I love yes. that. I because love, we, we, tend to, we tend to, to look at people and the, the brain, the ego wants to keep us separate. So we zero in on, look at that. They have these beliefs that are different from mine. Well, that's part of being human. Yes. So instead of saying, well, you should think like I do, or you shouldn't do that. If we see the good in them, that's there just as much also. Yes, exactly. If we look at everyone as a divine spark of God, everyone, whether no matter what their beliefs are, they are still divine spark of God. Whether they're aware of it or not, they are still a divine yeah. spark of God. So that's what my last show, my show that I did last week was just me. I had no guests. And it was titled Unity and Diversity. Because oh, that's nice. the whole core of oneness, letting people be loving them oh. for who they are and letting them be so i'm so glad you mentioned sanaya because i was gonna <laughs> I love, and, and, I love and i'm sanaya. so glad you just mentioned unity if i could put in a little word i'm thrilled that unity radio has come to me and invited me to have a weekly radio show called messages of hope 
And awesome. Yeah, and that starts February 1st, and so I get to discuss these same types of topics once a week. Oh, awesome. Yeah, because we are so on the same page, Carolyn. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, oh, that, I'm so, I'm so glad. I definitely will be tuning in. Oh, <laughs> so happy, so happy. But, Sanaya, yes, please tell, tell the listeners that are not familiar uh, who Sanaya and how you guys uh, start to... to I will, and I have brand new evidence from them that I haven't shared with anybody, but I got permission to share. Um, Sanaya is my team of guides uh, that speak to me every morning in meditation. I ask them to share with me a message that somebody out there needs to hear, and I'm thrilled that thousands of people hear their messages every day because they go out by email and on Facebook and on my website under sanayasays.com, that's S-A-N-A-Y-A. But I finally gotten over my own uh, hesitations about coming out as channeling higher beings of light. And I, I have put a few of the videos of the channeling session online and they're so well received because as you know, their message is all about oneness and love. Right, and right. And if you, don't want to hear it, then don't listen. But those who do can't help but feel the the love that comes through their messages. And for me, it's it's the most beautiful energy to feel that that presence around me. But uh, what I wanted to share happened yesterday. I was doing a reading for a woman. I do one-on-one readings, a couple of them every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, the woman, I connected her with some loved ones, and there was quite a bit of dysfunction in the family that came out in the reading and it was very accurate it was a very emotional reading and then the guides stepped in Sanaya and her guides and I went into channeling mode speaking their advice for this woman and it's kind of unusual for that to happen in a reading but they were going on and on about how she now with this understanding of how the dysfunction came about would be well advised to view her whole lifetime and those interactions with each other as roles that they were playing. This is a familiar theme of Sanaya's. But in the middle of it, they said, and you have been playing a role, as in Othello. And then they went on and on. And I thought, that's so strange. Now, I'm no, no Shakespeare scholar at all. I couldn't tell you the story of Othello versus Macbeth versus, I can't even name other Shakespeare stories. I'm that illiterate when it comes to Shakespeare. I just know it's a title of Shakespeare. So when it came up, I thought, oh, wow. This is going to be a way to show that this is not just my subconscious giving this woman a nice message. This is from the guides. So when the reading was over, I Googled Othello. And the situation in Othello with this character named Iago was exactly the situation with her loved one that came out. The dishonesty, the lies, the treachery, the, the character was identical. I sent it to this woman and I said, look, this is your evidence that the guys were given this. They know what was going on in your situation because I've never even heard of Iago. Right. Wait till you hear this. She wrote back and she said, that description of Iago describes my loved one's relationship with me to a T. And oh, by the way, my son has a PhD in English literature and his cat is named Iago. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. 
So this channeling is very real. We're tapping into higher guidance because I love it's Einstein who said, no challenge can be solved at the level at which it originated. And this human earth school is just one level. And when we learn to tap into higher levels where light beings are real and have this perspective looking down on the roles that we're all playing here, the guidance and insights that we get are, are fantastic. Wow. That's, you know what? It's so amazing how, wow, you had that experience yesterday. I tell yeah. you, I, I just, okay, first of all, my father played Othello on Broadway. Oh, no. <laughs> so I know that is like, that, that and Ju Romeo and Juliet are my only two uh, Shakespearean plays that I do know. Because my, my father, when I was five years old, my father played Othello off Broadway. And I was five years old in the theater. Um, and I see, because um, his name, he kills his wife at the yeah. end of the play. And yeah. I'm seeing, I'm five years oh. old. Imagine oh, this. No, no. I'm five years old and that, that's my father on stage killing this woman. I'm in tears. I'm thinking it really happened. And I, I go back, I'm like, they had to, no, no, she's not dead. He didn't kill, you know, it's like, you don't take a five-year-old. <laughs> you know? But that's what happened. But um, also, the, the whole thing, like, okay, I spent the weekend with my brother. And as far as, um, I'm reading The New Earth. And one of the things um, Ram Dass says, if you think you are enlightened, go spend a week with your parents. Now both, my parents, now, both my parents are on the other side, so I can't do that. But the closest thing to doing that is spending the weekend with my brother no on, my, on my birthday. Yeah. So, so here's the thing, though. When I get there, all of those feelings I felt growing up kind of came like, I'm like, it's my birthday. I feel like nobody's paying attention to me on my birthday. You know, but... I had that only that that feeling only lasted for a second, and then I started to laugh at it. I'm like, you know what? So I did not approach that same situation the way I would have in the past. Was like, well, I don't like it, attention. No, it's my birthday. Yeah, I didn't do any of that. I just laughed it off, and yeah. we, then their attitude towards me changed. So when I approached the the situation differently. It all turned around. Oh but yes, it's true. It's like it's the roles that we play, yes. and what we normally do, we perpetuate those roles by responding to them the same way. But as exactly. soon as we respond differently, the situation changes. Yes. So that is so interesting that you bring that up because I had an epiphany this weekend. Like, it's wonderful. Yeah, I, I had the same one. Um, the same kind of epiphany, and it's because there's, there's, as Sonia says all the time, there's nothing new under the sun. We just keep learning these lessons till we get it right. And and Sonia has talked about shoulds many times, but it didn't really strike me until I was uncomfortable in a relationship with a loved one recently, and I was shown very clearly: you need to discover your unspoken and even unconscious shoulds. In your case, you, you heard yourself saying, ah, they should be paying attention to me on my birthday. And, and because you were able to laugh at that, 
it changed everything. And and that's what I did. I sat and I, I said, what are, where are my shoulds here? I'm saying that that person should be thinking this way and thinking that way. Well, who am I to say that? I shouldn't be thinking that way. You know what you got? So we're getting off topic here, but it's, it's all, look at that, how all of us go through the same things. Yes, we do. We really do. And, and when the same thing keeps occurring and, you know, different faces, same situation, it's, it's us that have to make that change on how we respond to it. You know, and when we make that change, I witness for my own self how instantly when I made a change to how I, I approached the situation, everything changed. Their, their response to me was totally, I, I ended up having a great weekend and it was all because I, I changed. The change started with me. So that's, I think that is a really great message for people to understand that if there's situations in their lives that just keeps occurring and occurring and occurring, this change has to start within. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. So that's so cool. So now, why is it when you were talking? As you're talking and saying you had a great weekend, your Kyle is showing me you splashing in water. You're up north and it's cold. Oh. Did you go to a spa or a bath or something? Splashing? No, not this weekend. But you okay. know, I, I'm a water person. Now, I mean, it could be because I'm seeing those, as you're talking, I'm seeing behind you those waterfalls. I don't know okay. if you actually went swimming there, but it's this, he's splashing. He's showing me you in the water kind of throwing it up around you. Ah, well, he, he knows that's what I love to do. I am going, um, planning a trip. Maybe uh, he's thinking ahead, but, um, and <laughs> okay. I'm a water person, but waterfalls, yes, that's my symbol. Waterfalls is a symbol of abundance. So that's, yeah, I have waterfalls. I, that's my feng, feng shui. <laughs> feng shui for abundance is waterfalls. Okay. And fountains. So I keep them around me. Oh, I see that. That beautiful that's butterfly. You, that's yours. Is that the one I got you? Yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't just put it up there for this show. That's where it is all the time oh now. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. thank you. I'm so happy. Thank honored. you. <laughs> well, <laughs> and that we just got, spoke to me. I had to get that when I saw it. It was well, good. and I want to tell your listeners why, and that's because I, I'm on this path because of butterflies. After Susan passed, I was just praying, Susan, you've got to show yourself to me. I want to see you. This is before I even knew if the spirit world was real. I somehow thought she would just appear to me in front of me, and she didn't. But that first week after she passed, I had three truly astounding experiences with butterflies. One followed our sailboat for two days at sea. You just don't see that. And the moment I noticed it, it flew right between my husband and me in the cockpit of the boat. And the very next paragraph I read in the book I was reading about the afterlife said, the spirit world often sends you signs as subtle as a butterfly in December. And I said, oh my gosh, or on the Aegean Sea, which is where we were. Right. Then we go to port and we tie up our boat on the seawall. There are six boats down the wall and ours is the only one with a swarm of butterflies around it. I was so new on this journey. I didn't know this was a sign from Susan. 
but the butterfly is the greatest symbol of all of transformation. Yes. But what really got me was walking on a hiking trail the next day and saying, Susan, I just want to know you're around. And, and uh, those who know my story know that I, I am sure now that Susan was watching me, walking with me saying, haven't you seen these butterflies? Because <laughs> just I got to the top of the trail where it's time to turn around and this motion caught my eye and I turn and here comes this yellow butterfly from the middle of the woods. It flies straight at me, flies around me in a complete circle, bounces into my heart, goes straight down the trail to Ty her, and Susan's dad, flies around him in the circle, bounces into his heart and flies away. Wow. It's like, so the fact that you give me a butterfly, that's my constant reminder here in the chair where I do my readings. Yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Perfect. It is so true. I just, yeah, this, what, you know what, this path is just so wonderful that I feel like every moment is just, it's, it's, it's like I'm just waiting. I'm just, I, I can't, I can't even find words for how I feel. It's, I can give you words because I know how you feel because we're, we're both just loving this together. It's an excited expectancy because you know that every moment is full of possibilities of showing us this connectedness with each other and with the other side. So it's a moment, it's instead of waking up saying, oh God, another day, you wake up and you say, what's going to happen today? Yes, 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 yes. And it's just, it's just joyful. It's so I'm so full of joy, yeah. and it and it's something I want to share. I and I know that my words don't teach. I always say I'm not a teacher. I'm not a guru. All I can do is share my experience and share my joy, and and just encourage others to go within because that's where it comes from. It truly does come from within, and um, we hear the the term all the time that happiness. Um, truly comes from within. And I used to say that before I felt it. But when you feel that joy from within, it's, it, words can't, can't ex express it. Well, so, it yeah. Can I share with you a, a little oh, paragraph yes. from still right here that goes, you just yes. triggered I, it in my mind. I've even bookmarked it because it explains the whole thing that you're talking about. You have a yes. son who passed and I have a stepdaughter who passed and we, you know, if you're going to use shoulds, a lot of people say we should be, you know, yes. really upset about that. But this is a quote from Irene, who's in the book, who you're going to be interviewing, whose daughter Carly passed from cancer at age 24. Mm -hmm. And she says, to have come from such a place of darkness to where I am now is miraculous, Irene told me. For many, many months, I thought of nothing but leaving and being with my daughter. I just wanted to die. And look at me now. My heart is so open today. I'm not quite sure what I'm supposed to do with all this love. I feel as if I've been blown open. Yes. And that's, yes. that's it. That is no. so true. That is so true. I don't know if the listeners are aware of my story where I tried to take my life before Kyle transitioned when I was told three, well, two and a half years ago, two, two and a half before he transitioned, doctors did not think he was gonna live. And when they told me that, um, I was a spiritual person at the time. I, I understood oneness at the time. I knew there was a spiritual reality. I believe that we create our reality. But when doctors told me Kyle wasn't gonna live, I'm like, okay, I'm out of here. 
I'm, 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 I mean, I know that I'm creating my own reality. I know there's, a, I know there's no such thing as death, but I'm checking out because this is something I didn't think I could do. I could, I don't, I could not envision burying my son. I just, yeah. and I wrote, I wrote a suicide. I was in the hospital. I was in a, a little quiet waiting room. Um, and I wrote a suicide note. I said, I'm not going to bury my son. My son is going to bury me. And I took a bottle of um, over-the-counter sleeping pills because that, that was like the strongest thing. I didn't have a prescription or anything. So I, I took a bottle of over and, and just laid down. I There was a sofa and I just thought I, and I was, I was unconscious for about two days. Um, yeah. And there was, I never really asked the hospital what happened to me physically. Um, maybe I should, uh, ask them to look at those records, but I came, woke up and was fine. And Kyle, a week later, took himself off life support and we both went home. It was a true miracle. Wow. Um, and I call it my miracle on 34th street because it happened at Christmas time. Huh. Um, yeah. so, and, and the hospital was on 34th street in Philadelphia. So, yeah. So, so, so look back at, you know, we, we look at people and we say, you don't, it doesn't help to ask why somebody passed. Right. The, the question has no satisfying answer until we get to the other side, really. Right. And, but what we do ask is, so what do you do as a result of the passing? And here's the answer. Look at what you've done as a result of Kyle's passing. You're, you have your show. You're helping people with sharing the messages of, of oneness. And, yes. And, yes. and so there's a reason we're still here. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, exactly. And I do believe every soul, I believe we're all divine sparks of God. And we do decide when to come to this earth school. And we decide when to go. And sometimes it might, we might be here a day. We might be here a month. We might be here a hundred years. You know, it's, it's all our soul's choice. So it's, it's free will choice by the soul level. And so our human conscious mind, we want to, you know, ask those questions. But nobody comes or goes before their time. Yeah. It's all in perfect divine timing. And when you know that in your heart, you just feel, okay, I'm going to enjoy this. You know, I'm going to enjoy it here and I'm going to enjoy it over there. I've been told Kyle has said to me that he, he, you know, when I get over on the other side, he wants to give me a tour. And so I'm, <laughs> you, you know, the thought though that was just put in my, my head, Carolyn, is that you, people who don't have that awareness right away, we need to make sure that there, there are no rules and we really need to grieve. We need to go yes. through the grief process. So saying that you knew Kyle was with you from day one and we're expressing all this joy. People who are grieving absolutely can't relate to this and this get angry sometimes. And that yes. is totally understandable and totally okay. okay. All we're doing is modeling what's possible because when you're hurting so badly, it's human nature to not want to hurt. Yes. But we need to hurt. Yes. It, yes. It, yes. The, another thing that came out in the book, I interviewed a, a mom, Leanne Hull, her son Andy, took his own life. And she had the belief at the beginning that the amount of her grief was equal to the amount of her love and that she had to show people how much she was grieving so they would know how much she loved Andy. And, and so some people actually 
think if I, if I don't grieve and if I stop grieving, right. my child's going to think I didn't love them or so or my partner or whatever. And that's right. Right. just mixed up human thinking. We grieve as, we're, as we will, but we don't have to remain stuck there. This is true. And I have been, I've get, I get emails from um, bereaved parents and um, I, uh, there's one in particular, a gentleman whose son um, just recently, about a year ago, took his own life. And he, he's not there. He's still really in the grieving process, but he wrote in an email to me, please don't ever stop doing your show. So even though he's still working through his grief, this show, you know, I guess to see me knowing that I've been through the same situation where I've lost a, a child and my child is in spirit, just to see someone who has a child in spirit, even though he hasn't gotten there yet, to see someone else that is in that position there at the, a, you know, a place of understanding and knowing he's he's working on his way of getting there too and he said please don't ever stop doing your show and i said i never will so, <laughs> so yeah so yeah but i do no they're exactly like we said um unity and diversity so not everybody has to be a me or a you or or even believe in this stuff at all um it's just you know what is for me i just say go within find your truth and live your truth. That's kind of the message of the show, you know, live your truth and, and diversity being different and having different beliefs is part of the oneness because we're all aspects of God. Yes, yes, yes. Nice. So does, does Sanaya have a message for us? <laughs> you mean, let's see now you get you get what we call dead time on the air, but let me see. Let me see. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, yeah. They're saying that 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 word anger that just came up in talking about people listening to these messages, and they're saying that to pay attention if somebody hears something anytime from somebody and and it causes anger in you that that is to be appreciated because that anger can become a trigger, a sign to look at the pushback. There is, they're saying there is always a should behind anger. Uh, I, I should be allowed to grieve or you shouldn't tell me what to do or you shouldn't tell me how fast to be, recover. So the message for today is to pay attention to anger and your angry responses to others and look for what your should is behind the anger. Yes. Yes. And they said part two, because the shoulds go with the role you're playing. The shoulds go with the story and the story and the role is not the real you. This is the thing we haven't really talked about. Two levels to us, the story and the role we're playing and the soul. It's like an inverted iceberg. Our story, our role that has all the shoulds is the little tip of the iceberg. The soul is so much bigger. And when we identify with the role, that's when we suffer. When we identify with the shoulds, we get stuck. That's my should. Life should be this way. But that's only the role. The soul doesn't play a role. The soul just is. So if we can get rid of the thoughts and 
feel that aspect of us that's the soul, there's no anger there. There's no judgment. There's no discomfort at all. There's just peace. There's just peace. If we get back to that spark, that light, that spark within us that you spoke of comes from the soul and is the same in all souls because you can't divide up light. Light simply is. is. So that's the message from them. Oh, so beautiful. That's so beautiful. And that's so true. That's so true. It's uh, trying. So as I have grown spiritually, I, I, in every now moment, I try not to identify with the small me, knowing that that small me. So I say that, so not saying the small me is not the human me, is not separate from the soul me. It's all one, but the higher me, the higher self um, knows all. And I try to identify more with the higher self than the small self. When yeah. There is no separation. I always have to say, there's no uh, big me, little me. We're we're all one. But uh, yes, I I do try to identify in every now moment, you know. And, it, and it, it's a now moment thing for me. It's like, okay, this now moment I could be okay. The next now moment I could be, you know. So it's a now moment thing. I show you. Um, you talk about the now moment. I got an app on my phone. Okay. That that pops up. I programmed it for every forty minutes. And while we were talking, I heard a little buzz, yes. and it says, "This is the little pop up here." It yes. says, "Practice presence." <laughs> it's, it's my reminder to be in that now moment, to be simply without thoughts. Yes. That's to me what presence is. It's being still without the thoughts that are completely the story. Mm-hmm. If I don't have any thoughts, what am I? The light. I'm just here, and that's when the insights come in. That's when we create space in our awareness to just see the one life, the one light. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I love that word awareness. Um, to me, being being in the present and 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 awareness kind of go hand in hand. And it's like even like when I went to. Um, my family's house and at, at for a moment I felt like I was when I was five you know and then I was like wait a second you know it was the awareness I came back into the now moment and I just put brought my awareness into what's really going on and I'm like okay that's the story and I don't have to identify with that story anymore and I don't have to respond like I did what years ago to yeah. that story yeah. i can let that story go yes nice yes. it's a wonderful way to live yes it is it is <laughs> it, i mean it's for me so because i i say i don't ever tell anybody this is how they should be there are no shoots yes so please share with our listeners how they can find you and what's coming up anything special coming up oh my gosh yes april april's coming up yeah well let's see so we have the new book still right here you can find my books on amazon um suzannegeisman.com is the website or love at the center.com gets you to the same place so many exciting things like the radio show starting february 1st unity media network.org or unity fm and then uh this, this is just kind of exciting that tomorrow, my first book, Messages of Hope, comes out in Spanish, in the Spanish-speaking world. That's kind of cool. Awesome. Um, but also, um, I have some new mediumship training CDs 
put, put out by the Hemisync organization. Uh, so the very first one, Mediumship, the training ground, did so well that February 1st, Mediumship, Building the Power, the okay. second in a series, will be available. Okay. So that's fun. I and then a bunch of workshops all over the country, classes. I have my, the Mediumship class that you attended with me is going to be available online in a digital version in about a month. So okay. all kinds of stuff, ways of spreading the messages and the love. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Are you going to be up in Pennsylvania anytime coming this year? 2018? I think, well, I know that we're traveling through Pennsylvania, but I don't know if the schedule allows for a stop. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Northeast Corridor. Yes, indeed. We're going northeast this year. Okay, okay. So I will look and see when you're in the northeast corridor. Plus, yeah. hey, maybe I should go down south. It's nice and warm in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's not warm there today? It's cold. It was, well, uh, yeah, 40 this morning, which is pretty warm for you, huh? <laughs> you, I laugh. You say 40. But the odd thing, you know, on my birthday a few days ago, it was 60 degrees. Oh, good. Yes. The whole day, and then it went down to like 15. But oh. I mean, the next day it went down, but it was 60 the whole day. And then the next day it went down to like 15. But <laughs> that was odd. But for my birthday, this for my birthday. <laughs> that Good. was it's nice. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, Suzanne, it's always, always wonderful having you on Awake to Oneness Radio. And I'm so looking forward to seeing you again in April. Same here. Um, same yeah. here, Carolyn. Yes, this is so Thank wonderful. you for having me on the show. Thank you. Thank you. And I always, you know, you're always welcome. And I can't wait to tune in. So you said the first week of February? Yeah, every yeah. Thursday, starting February 1st, Unity FM. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank okay, you great. so much. Thank you. Take I, care. I love you. Love you. Love much. you too.